We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. of the Ascended Masters have been called the path above the path. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. Well, greetings, everyone, and thanks once again for joining us. You are tuned to The Open Door, the Internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Ross Brunson. Today, our focus is, drum roll please, Uh mystery schools. You know, maybe if they're a mystery, we shouldn't say anything about them. <laughs> Just stop right now. Short show. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> not, to, not to worry. Fortunately for us, we're not talking about that kind of mystery. No. It's the teachings that these schools impart that are the mysteries. The great spiritual mysteries of life. Right, Tom. The mystery school is where we find answers to the great questions that have been sought for eons by sincere spiritual seekers everywhere. In fact, these answers are still sought today. You know, the spiritual journey doesn't really ever change, does it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, once we're on the path, we've got to find the same keys to unlock the same doors as, well, Jesus did before us, or as Buddha did, Maitreya, Lanto, St. Germain. In fact, these are the same keys that every ascended master who ever, ever walked this path before has sought and found. You know, and if we can do the same, and we can if we want to, yeah. our spiritual victory, our ascension is something that we must willingly choose. And once chosen, we've got to learn what steps to take to get there. You know, we are most fortunate in this day and age to have an actual mystery school that is sponsored by the Ascended Masters and where their teachings can be studied and shared. Right here in Montana. That's right. The Summit Lighthouse, the mystery school of the great Ascended Master, Lord Maitreya, is available for sincere spiritual seekers everywhere. In fact, this school is known as Maitreya's Mystery School. Hmm, What a surprise. Good branding. And remember, Maitreya was Jesus' teacher. You know, a mystery school such as this is really a haven for the weary seeker. And when the Ascended Master's teachings enter your mind, your heart, your soul, their truth becomes Mm self-evident. You realize that this is the food that your soul has been craving for maybe thousands of years and through many, many lifetimes. And the very fact that you are listening to this right now Mm -hmm. could be a sign that you may be ready to take the next step on your spiritual journey and begin the deeper initiations of the spiritual path. Well, it's certainly something to think about. Mm -hmm. And what about other mystery schools? You know, we know there have been many over the span of mankind's tenure on Earth. Sure, you may have heard of Pythagoras' Academy on Crotona, Mm -hmm. for example, or the Sangha of the Buddha. Numerous other mystery schools have been conducted by the ancient Hebrews, the Druids, the Essenes, and Chinese. Well, and remember Christ's community of the called-out ones. 
sure. And everyone's heard of the school of Sangreal of King Arthur. Sangreal meaning holy blood or holy grail. Yeah, well, better known to us as Camelot. Right. So you see, every age and all people have been given the opportunity for spiritual advancement through mystery schools. You know, and generally, you don't hear about a mystery school until you're ready. When the student is ready, the mystery school appears? Yeah, something like that. You know, But really, knowing that mystery schools exist is not common knowledge. And being ready to take the step into a mystery school is not something anyone should do lightly. True, true. It takes commitment and a certain degree of courage. Mm-hmm. You know, readiness first, then the plunge. <laughs> of course, it's always been this way. Always. And we're talking about a very long always. Mm-hmm. It's safe to say that mystery schools have been available to the spiritual seeker far beyond recorded history. The Ascended Masters tell us that the civilization of Lemuria, the highest this planet has ever known, Mm. contained mystery schools, though they were hardly needed. (laughs) Oh, that's right. In those days, we all walked and talked with the immortals. We were never separated from our twin flames, and we beheld our spiritual teachers face to face. Mm, I I love it. I want to go there. I do too. (laughs) You know, we have all had that memory indelibly etched in the records of our own subconscious. Just think, we've actually lived in past golden ages. It's hard to imagine that we could have fallen so far from such an exalted state of grace. Yeah, but we did. Yes, we did. Mm -hmm. In just a moment, we'll hear more about this from our friend Terry Kennedy. But first, let's look for a moment at the central purpose of the Master's Mystery Schools. You know, mystery schools are meant to impart the wisdom of God through teachings and initiations. The purpose is to transcend the human condition and fully inhabit our divine self. Now, it may not be easy, but if you are a sincere spiritual seeker, what would you rather have? A difficult path with a marvelous destination or only a worldly experience with a limited shelf life? As Jack Benny would say, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. (laughs) Not very long. It's kind of like eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Earthly pleasures can seem fun and fulfilling for a while, but the mystery schools teach about eternal things. Things. That's right. No expiration deadline, no pull date. Only life everlasting. Amen. (laughs) Why don't we take a moment now to hear from our friend Terry Kennedy with more on Mystery Schools. Good idea. Terry? Mystery Schools. The following has been adapted from the introduction to The Path of Christ or Antichrist by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. The Ascended Masters are our elder brothers and teachers. It has ever been so. They, the way-showers of our spirit's fiery destiny, have from the beginning held the vision of epics of perfection we once knew. For we too were embodied on ancient Lemuria, a civilization and a motherland that brought forth the highest development of culture, science, and technology ever known on this planet. Her golden ages exceeded in every field of endeavor the most advanced developments of modern man. Indelibly inscribed in the records of our own subconscious is the memory of an era when the lifespan of a people was measured in centuries rather than decades, when we too walked and talked with the immortals, were never separated from our twin flame, and beheld our teachers face to face. When life on the continent of Mu was corrupted by aliens and fallen angels with their grotesque genetic miscreations, mocking the Godhead and violating the sacred science of the Mother by engaging men in wars of the gods, the Masters withdrew from the masses and gathered their initiates in mystery schools to guard the light of the Mother Flame and her wisdom. Just before the climactic end, when the desecration of the holy shrines and the abominations of the flesh of man and beast had all but extinguished the divine spark in her people, the warning was sounded by the hierarchs of the Cosmic Council that the great law would return full circle and in full force the vileness of mankind's deeds. 
And the children of Mu, the few who heeded their prophets and got out in time, beheld from afar as their beloved motherland went down midst smoke and fire, in sudden violent cataclysm such as the world has never seen, neither before nor since. In more recent ages, prior to the Egyptian civilization, we recall the land of Poseid, also known as Poseidonus, Atla, or Atlantis, portions of which were nigh the Azores. We recall the capital of Kaifal, described by Philos the Tibetan in his book A Dweller on Two Planets, quote, The royal city, the greatest of that ancient day, within the limits of which resided a population of two million souls, unquote. The author says its broad avenues were shaded by great trees, its artificial hills, the largest surmounted by governmental palaces and pierced and terraced by the avenues which radiated from the city center like spokes in a wheel. Fifty miles these ran in one direction, while at right angles from them, traversing the breadth of the peninsula, forty miles in length, were the shortest avenues. Thus lay, like a splendid dream, this, the proudest city of that ancient world. Some of us recall these early experiences as though it were yesterday. Twelve thousand years ago Atlantis was a part of our world. It is recorded in Genesis that before the flood that sank the mighty continent of Atla, the earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Then came the day when all was buried by mud. So passed the glory of the gods that were made of clay, and with them their mechanization man, dust to dust, mud to mud. The people of that continent have continued to re-embody throughout the ages, some descending to the same levels of darkness, others rising to win their ascension. And free will is the sole survivor of every man's cataclysm, the free will to make it right and build again in the next round. What else can you do when all of your past lies in rubble and ashes at your feet? Thus, under the direction of the Brotherhood, mystery schools emerged here and there, in ancient China and India, and more recently in the appearance of the Hebrews and their prophets, the Sangha of the Buddha, Pythagoras' Academy at Cretona, the Druids, the Essenes, Christ's community of the called-out ones, and the school of the San Grail at King Arthur's court. And so we see that at Luxor and various mystery schools across the planet, the torch of the mother and the motherland has been passed. But it has not been seized by the majority, although many have benefited from the various flames that still burn in etheric octaves in the retreats of the masters around the world. The vast majority of the people on the planet are not making choices. They are the victims of intellectual and philosophical systems that can be traced back to Atlantis. The very few, the intellectual elite, the power elite descending from the fallen ones of Atlantis, are making very definite choices. The few who remain in touch with the mystery schools, the chilas of the ascended masters, are also making choices. In the middle there are those people who are dedicated, religious, patriotic, who would like to make choices, who are for all the right things, but for all intents and purposes are non-effective. Their beliefs are right, but they have no dynamism of the spirit, no sort of truth, no interaction with the hosts of the Lord to change the course of history, to change civilization. And we wonder what is coming upon us. 
But in the face of all this, we have no reason to fear, because God is in us, and greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world, the worldly consciousness. We must defeat the enemy of fear, of absence of self-worth, and of an orthodox tradition that tells us that God is not in us and that He was only in one Son of God, Jesus Christ. The power of the Word is greater than the might of armies. When we return, we'll hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet about Camelot and other mystery schools. Don't go away. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God. And as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth Schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Welcome back. In the following interview entitled Mystery Schools, Elizabeth Clare Prophet presents the correct interpretation and the understanding of the mystery school we know of as Camelot and how the Ascended Masters have used mystery schools and have found it in all major world religions. Would you tell us how El Moria's ideas of government evolved? El Moria has chosen the will of God from the very beginning of his evolution as we all make a choice by the gift of free will. And so he became Chohan of the first ray, the ray of God's will, which includes the ray of government. 
by the expansion of that flame within his being, within his entire sphere of consciousness. One can go back and back and back, of course. One goes back to Lemuria, to Atlantis, to other worlds, to find the origin of the evolution of individual genius. But more recently we find El Moria as the very center of Camelot, the once and future mystery school. Camelot is the ideal of God government, but it also represents the original twelve and the guru or the master in the center of the chilas or the disciples who are the knights and ladies of the court. There is the round table, table of initiation. There is the quest for the Holy Grail. Indeed, this is the community of the Holy Spirit, and it was a continuation of the mission of the community of disciples of Jesus, as well as the Sangha of the Buddha, where the Buddha teaches us of the three refuges, the refuge of the teacher, who is the Buddha, of the doctrine, which is the Dhamma, or the law, and finally, the refuge of the community. And we understand that discipleship in the New Age and our oneness with the masters of the seven rays depends upon these three elements. And so we must have a teacher, and we find that teacher in the real self within, as well as in the lords or chohans of the seven rays of the Christ. We must have a teaching and we find that teaching in all of the sons and daughters of God who have ever lived on earth to show us the way. Finally, the community, which is like the mystical body of God within the church, is that group of souls who are pursuing the path of initiation with the Ascended Masters and the Ascended Masters themselves. So we find a cooperation between those who are in heaven and those who are on earth. And we find that Camelot, this mystery school, was the opportunity for a cooperative endeavor which was based upon the central teacher, the Christ, the quest for the grail, which symbolizes the cup of the teaching and the very essence of the blood of Christ and of communion itself is the assimilation of the body and blood of Christ, which is the essence of spirit and matter. This is the foundation of the ritual of communion itself. And then you have the community. It was El Moria's dream to bring this forth, and he, of course, worked with Merlin, who was Saint Germain. And so these initiates of the Great White Brotherhood formed the nucleus for the future mystery school, which came to be in the 13 original colonies, the 13 symbolizing once again the number of Christ and his apostles. America, then, was intended to be the place where those who were pursuing the light of God could come based on the four freedoms and found, then, that new order of the ages. The Novus Ordo Seclorum, which we find even on the $1 bill, symbolized in the Great Pyramid. And, you know, we have spoken of the Great Pyramid as symbolizing the four planes of matter, and the mastery of the four vehicles of consciousness. Now what all of this has to do with the will of God and God government is that he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city.
The Chohans of the Seven Rays teach us that we must master the energy within in order to master the energy without. They teach us dominion within the environment of the self so that we may take dominion over the environment that is without. And so the discipline of Camelot, which was to be the discipline of all of the nations, was to provide a platform through freedom of religion, freedom of the press, freedom of speech, and freedom of assembly for the individual soul's fusion with its own Christ potential, and to do this on a parallel with that collective mastery which people can accomplish together through government. What do you mean when you refer to Camelot as a mystery school? Well, the ancient mysteries of the Great White Brotherhood have been passed from teacher to disciple throughout the ages. We read of Crotona and Pythagoras and the disciplines and the way of life that became a geometry of the soul as well as the foundation for modern geometry. We see Socrates and Plato. We see Christ and his apostles. We see the Dalai Lama in Tibet and the great Hindu teachers in the Himalayan fastnesses with their little nucleus of disciples. And in all of this there is a passing of a tradition from the elders of the race, from the ascended masters themselves to their embodied representatives to their disciples. This concept of the mystery school has been at the heart of those orders within all of the world's great religions that preferred a more intense relationship with God and with their leader. You have the Sufis of Islam, you have the Gnostics or the Essenes of early Christianity, and you have those who take the path of the novice, the nun, those who enjoin themselves to holy orders because they are enamored by the mysteries of God for the very love of God himself. I see Camelot, then, as a school of the ancient mysteries, where Merlin the magician is, in fact, the one who comes as a representative of the Brotherhood to teach Arthur, Launcelot, Guinevere, and all of the knights and ladies of the flame, the flame of life, the inner meaning of life on earth and the path that leads to the ascension by soul liberation. What place does the science of the spoken word have to play in Moria's plan for the reestablishment of a spiritual order for the world? Being the Chohan of the first ray, El Moria teaches us the mastery of the throat chakra, which corresponds in frequency to the blue ray. He teaches us to draw the energies of the heart and to release these through the power of the word, the word that was made flesh, the word that God speaks to us when we give our invocations, our mantras, and our decrees. He teaches us the authority of the word as being the authority that we must express in self-government. And so the use of the word and of the mantra is Moria's way of assisting us to transmute or to change the injustices which we find in the social order and to invoke the light to build the new temple and this new order of the ages. How far are we supposed to go in using these powers? That is, should we pray for the overthrow of leaders we disapprove of? We should call to God for the full power of his all-seeing eye to enable us to have the faculty of discrimination or the gift of discernment of spirits. We need the truth of God to expose right and wrong 
truth and error, good and evil. And then we must use the franchise and every means available to us in our representative form of government to remove those individuals who espouse causes which are not centered in the light of God and to elect those into office who have both the ability and the dedication to the will of God. How do we distinguish truth from error in public policy? We can only use the gift of free will that God has given to us to meditate upon the heart as the source and seat of consciousness. Then we must be fully informed as to the facts, the issues, the record of our representatives. Then we must make our invocations to God for His will to be made known to us and to be upon our leaders. Then we can only do what is obvious to take the nearest right step that is humanly available to us and to ask God to day by day reform our consciousness and reform and purify our understanding of right through government and through individual self-mastery. What's the goal of all this? I mean, does Moria envision a single world order? Moria is very much concerned with the individual genius of each nation, each state, each group, being fulfilled through a consciousness of community, a working together, a caring for one another. And he considers with the Darjeeling Council that as the present evolution of mankind is, a single world order for the earth is one for which people are not yet prepared because they have not yet learned self-government within the individual or within their local nation-states. And so Moria is very much concerned, lest in our concepts of world government, the sense of karma and of dharma and of working out the process of individuality in God government be lost. Does that mean that the present system is recommended? The present system which we have in the United States under our Constitution is recommended by the Darjeeling Council for our present level of evolution. And wherever a Republican form of government with a Constitution with checks and balances such as we have can be adopted, he considers that it is the most advantageous for the individual development of the Christ consciousness. Thank you very much. Up next, our weekly Q&A, and today, once again, we are joined by Dr. Nairly Duffy. Please stay with us. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. 
We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to the Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We're back, and joining us is Dr. Nerly Duffy. Hello, Nerly. Hi, good Hi. to be here. Hi, Nerly. Um, you know, before we get into the subject of mystery schools, um, I'd like to take a moment for a little unfinished business. Um, as some of you may recall, our program last week on Elizabeth Clare Prophet, Messenger of the Ascended Masters, ended far too quickly. And uh, unfortunately, we ran out of time before we ran out of questions. <laughs> so, as Lord Maitreya is the um, the leader, if you would, the head of the mystery school on the etheric plane, uh, wouldn't you say that Elizabeth Clare Prophet was the head as the representative of the, of the Divine Mother on the physical plane? Absolutely, she was. And there's a long line in Earth's history of divine representatives of the Universal Divine Mother, and she was definitely one in that lineage. So, mystically, the mother figure was kind of lost in the midst of time after the fall of the different mystery schools. So, there's a subconscious sense of us longing for the mother again, basically, you know, wanting to go home to mom. <laughs> and the mother is our first teacher. You know, you think of being at your mother's knee. Mm -hmm. And so, there's this sense of the mother figure as the teacher of the mysteries. And um, that's who she was. And she would probably be the first to say that it really isn't about her. Yeah. It's about the mother light that's in mm, all of us. Sure. You know, Elizabeth Clare Prophet was known virtually to all of her followers as mother. <laughs> Can you elaborate on this uh, particular <laughs> term of endearment and why it's so appropriate for her? Well, it is appropriate in the sense of the mother being the spiritual mother figure, and mm. it is a term of respect, just as a, a Catholic might call a, a priest father, you know, we would call her mother. And it is a, a term of endearment, and it refers to the spiritual or the mother light that's in the base of the spine chakra in all of our spiritual centers, and it's also rising in civilization, so that's mm -hmm. why we're feeling the sense of on the brink of kind of a golden age and things could be really much better than they are, and that's the mother light rising in all of us, and we've got to mm -hmm. come to terms with that. Are we either going to go to war with one another or are we going to live out that love and harmony of the mother and be yeah. good brothers and sisters? So you think maybe some of the things about Mary Magdalene and, and the, the mother energy in the Dan Brown books has raised the common consciousness oh, of that? I, I think so. I think that's helped a lot, and actually Elizabeth Clare Prophet has a great book, uh, The Divine Feminine, that's The right. Mysteries of Mary Magdalene. 
Magdalene mm-hmm. and the Divine Mother, and that covers that in quite a bit of detail. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's definitely, there's lots of clues, movies, mm-hmm. all kinds of things are coming out with that. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, this might be a bit of a curveball, but given the fact that uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet uh, is the messenger, was the messenger, the Great White Brotherhood on this plane, should we expect another messenger? Well, we're always on the lookout for one, but probably not anytime soon, uh, because messengers just don't come along every day. They actually take <laughs> they lifetimes. They they, they, it's good. Yeah, they, they uh, take lifetimes of training. Um, it's always possible that God would send a messenger in the future. And our job, of course, would be to recognize one that God sent. But that's really the key. There is a danger of looking too hard and end up finding the false prophet because you want that thing to happen so mm-hmm. much. So the masters explain that they establish a teaching, they establish a mystery school for a period of years, and then they classically withdraw the teacher to see what will the students do. Mm-hmm. Will they fall asleep? Will oh. they forget the message? Will they turn on one another? Or will they adhere to the law, maintain the teachings, and uh, use that vast storehouse of knowledge yeah. that's there for their mm-hmm. own growth and for the betterment of the world. So, in essence, when the master or the, the teacher is removed, then it's time for the student to basically take it up and become right. the teacher themselves. Right. And if we don't live it and become it, right. the teaching won't live on. It, it's going to be books on shelves, mm-hmm. gathering dust, and we don't want that. You know, clearly there are many out there who consider themselves to be messengers and, and claim to have direct links with certain masters and other beings. I mean, how do we how do we separate out this wheat and chaff? Thing? Yeah. Well, sometimes you have to wait for the weeds and the wheat to grow up, and then you yeah. can sort of you can sort of clear. But um, there's pretty much, I think, a line out the door of of different mm-hmm. false teachers and messengers. But Jesus spoke about that. You know, when he said, "When they say low here and low there." Don't buy it. Pray, <laughs> ask for guidance, ask for a sign. And you've got to allow God to reveal himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um a sign. Oftentimes there is a sign, a sign from the Holy Spirit. It can be an inner knowing. It can feel like a waterfall of light. Mm-hmm. Uh, not psychic phenomena, but just listening to the still small voice. And if you have any misgivings, pay attention to those. Right. Well, so, and I'm kind of hearing the answer to this question already, mm-hmm. but what advice would you offer to someone who believes that they've received a message from beyond, you know, aside from duck? Well, it is a two-edged sword because we're all intended to receive that inner communion of our higher self. But we do have to be careful because, you know, is that voice that we're hearing within really the voice of the higher self or is it the voice of the carnal Mm -hmm. mind or is it, you know, God forbid, a spirit uh, that's not of the light? So we have to remember to try the spirits whether they are of God. Mm -hmm. And so very simply, you can say, in the name of the Christ, I demand that you show forth your light. And then... Um, it's cosmic law that if it's not of the light, it will become apparent very quickly. Would you mind repeating that? Yes, yes. Try the spirits, whether they are of God, and use the phrase, in the name of the Christ, I demand that you show forth your light. Thank you. Excellent. So I think that's probably, (laughs) you know, the, the, the idea that we have the power Mm -hmm. to command even an ascended master. Mm -hmm. I mean, to say, we don't know. They will totally respect your free will. In yeah, fact, that happened right. to Mark Prophet. He said goodbye to the Master Omori. He said, I'm not sure that you're real. Please uh-huh. go away. He left him for a number of years until Mark mm-hmm. was like, please come back. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. But the Master didn't miss a beat. You know, he just, right. we're moving on. Well, and I think that there's a certain degree of respect there. They go, okay, it's your free mm-hmm. will. We're not mm-hmm. going to interfere. Um, okay. So let's turn our attention to today's subject of mystery schools. Now, We've heard numerous mentions of Camelot 
in this program. And many people obviously think of Camelot as a fictional place, mm -hmm. but yet it was quite real. Mm -hmm. What can you add to what we already know about Camelot as a real mystery school? Well, Elizabeth Clare Prophet touched on it in the previous clip, but you can actually visit a place in England called Cadbury. Some people believe that this was the site of Camelot, the mystery school of Arthur, the once and future king. And archaeologists have found evidence there of a hill fort from Roman times. So interestingly, Camelot probably didn't look like the medieval castles that we see in the movies. And Arthur lived at the end of the Roman period of Britain. So it was a place set aside, dedicated to the mysteries of Christ. And so the knights and ladies are like the devotees and the disciples and all that jousting and the quests of the night was really the path of discipleship where people are undergoing tests and initiations and there's a teacher or the guru in the midst called Arthur and there's wise counselors like Merlin. Mm. Now, in that regard, is, is Merlin to be considered uh, like a high priest? In that sense, um, he could be, but he is he is more the wise, uh, mystical counselor. Uh, he's the teacher of the teacher. He's off at the side. He's not so much a central figure. Yeah. And he's there to more or less guard the mysteries. Mm. And so later, it was the infiltration of the forces of darkness that brought the downfall, you know, Modred, Morgana, and Le Fay. So it was a mystery school in the highest sense of the word. Yeah, no, I, I know, we, we know that, that there were clergy present during that time, but we don't hear very much uh, by way of mention of them in the context of Camelot. Were they actually present, do you know? Well, there's some beautiful uh, paintings of clergy mm -hmm. present. You know, when the knights go out, they're blessed by the clergy. Uh -huh. And so every part of that society had its purpose. In the community, you have uh, the priest, and the priest really only represents, the way, reason they wear their robes is to represent the higher self, the Holy Christ self of everybody that's present there. Hmm. So it's the Christ in ministering the sacraments well, or blessing the, the mid congregation. Truly a team effort. School <laughs> around about 27 years old and counting, maybe one of the longer tenured yeah. mystery schools, if mm -hmm. not the longest. Can you shed some light on this? I Enlightenment and a raised state of consciousness. And we've got a ways to go, but you can feel that. So the problem is, after a period of time, maybe about 30 everybody's tested. Um, life would be just heavenly if it weren't for these fallen angels uh, messing things up. <laughs> They always do, don't they? They always do. I think that's probably why her, her latest book, Fallen Angels Among Us, is so great, because oh. it just out outlines well, how they trip you up every time. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we can see. Mm -hmm. And it's up to the disciples, the chilas, the students to... come up a mm -hmm. little bit. Is a mystery school's tenure often measured by the lifespan of the, the leader? In some, in some cases it is, because um, quite often in the past, mystery schools, once the leader has withdrawn, um, if 
the subjects aren't at that level of Christ consciousness and the infiltration of darkness happens, you know, the thing can crumble pretty quickly. And right. that's really interesting about Elizabeth Clare Prophet because she said, I'm not the most important one here. Mm -hmm. This will go on without me. Mm -hmm. You just all have to close ranks and keep the community going, well, this, which is happening. Okay. It is happening. In fact, I think there was a transition period mm -hmm. that is over now. Mm -hmm. It feels as if it's yeah. done with. We're, we're and a lot on. of people were predicting, oh, this is the end, you know, mm -hmm. but but we've been prepared for that. You yeah. know, that was that's that's just part of the game. The, the numbers speak. <laughs> the numbers speak. Yeah. So another thing is, uh, uh, let's remind everybody what the concept of an initiation or a test is. Yes, <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah. Tests come along every day. You know, uh, am I going to get irritable with uh, whatever else is mm -hmm. happening in my world? Initiations come at certain periods or cycles. They can be due to our astrology or presaged by our astrology, mm -hmm. but uh, very much they're part of the next cycle, the next test, and it's usually a fairly big thing, and it's testing us usually on a point that we've failed on before. <laughs> you know, okay, you get angry all the time, you know, here's your big anger test, are you going to pass it this time? Because it has a lot to do with whether you uh, make your ascension. Passing all those little tests are important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So would it, would it be safe to say that, that initiations would be the war and tests <laughs> yeah, or the battles? battle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. seem to come a little quicker. Yes, they do. And that's because uh, cycles are accelerated for the elect. So you can actually praise God and thank God for those initiations coming fast and furious. They'll probably come about as fast as you can take them. And they usually... ...come pace yourself. And people do notice that, that the cycle... The returning. No, the tests are coming fast and furious, and we're feeling weighed down by it. Yes. We still have to find that place of saying, thank you for yes. this opportunity yes. to learn, to grow, yeah. to be initiated. Yeah. You know, so. And initiations usually come to us at our point of weakness, at our Achilles heel. Yep. And they usually come to teach us something that we are just too thick to get any other way. <laughs> and so when the test comes, the first question is, what does God want me to learn from this? Yeah. Because if I can learn it, I won't have to keep over it. <laughs> so something of me is, I think, I think God likes to use that still small voice, voice. but yeah. when, it, when we ignore that for mm -hmm. a certain period of time, then we get the big stuff, mm -hmm. you know, wham! And it's mm -hmm. like, the two by four. Go, yeah, they go, the spiritual they go why, didn't, why didn't you say something before? Yeah. And I think the answer is, I, I was. <laughs> yeah, listening. Well, yes. And there's another point to be made here, too, and that is that if we don't pass a test, we're not a bad person. It doesn't have anything mm -hmm. to do with our self-worth. That mm -hmm. failure is just another opportunity mm -hmm. to learn. Mm -hmm. So we have to be kind of careful, I think, that we also be grateful for the steps that we, the missteps, I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah. Hopefully it's not like sales where you fail six and then you win one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or 12. Oh, That's no. right. That's right. Well, we've got to take a break here. Please don't go away. When we return, we'll continue our discussion of mystery schools and the related topics with Dr. Nairly Duffy. Thank you. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? 
You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. You. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Well, we're back once again for some more discussion with Dr. Narely Duffy on the subject of mystery schools. So let's open it right up. Let's talk a little bit more about Lemuria and Atlantis. Good idea. From what we've heard and read from Elizabeth Winkler Prophet and the Ascended Masters, we were all there. <laughs> well, probably most of us. <laughs> yeah. On Lemuria in particular, we enjoyed a golden age existence, walking and talking with the immortals, united with our twin flames, living lifespans measured in centuries. Who in their right mind would give that up and why? In their right mind is the right. <laughs> Is <laughs> the right word. That's a, that's the um, you can be in the right mind, which is the mind of Christ, or you can be in the carnal mind, the yeah. relative mind. Mm-hmm. So, the Garden of Eden is the mystery school. The serpent in the garden is very subtle and beguiling, and it was way smarter in the carnal-minded sense than we were mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. in our Christ mind. So, um, if we'd stayed in our Christ mind, all would have been well. But we allowed our consciousness to fall, and that means the fall of a golden age, and we entered into duality, and we sort of reasoned with ourselves, well, I'll just taste a little bit of this or that, and just take a little walk on the dark side for a while, it's not going to hurt, just want to experience, sounds Mm -hmm. enticing, and justifies the means, and then we end up losing light, we don't realize it, and then we're on that slippery slope. Yep. That's how you lose a golden age. Apples. Yeah. (laughs) Fruit. That's right. Trees. (laughs) (laughs) Trees. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Stuff. Well, you know, we probably know more about Atlantis, um, you know, both its rise and its fall in the Great Flood. I guess this may be redundant with the earlier question about why and how we could lose something so grand, but are we or were we really so dense as to not see what we were jeopardizing? I mean, do we just uh, find it difficult to hold on to a good thing? 
Well, I think density is the right word. It's a spiritual blindness. It's temporarily not seeing things clearly. And if we really start to make some wrong choices, you can go way off. You can always come back, but you may not be able to get back exactly where you started off. And it can be extremely costly spiritually. So it's all about consciousness, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I just remembered something that we had talked about in an earlier program, and you mentioned it too with this wily serpent. Um, this tells us once again that the, the fallen ones had already fallen. Yes, so they'd fallen in consciousness, and they, wa- they knew they were going, and mm-hmm. they wanted to just drag as many of us down with them as they could. Well, one That's of the nice. points that had been made um, earlier was the fact that these fallen ones, some of them, had great attainment when they yes. fell. So when they are matched, pitted against mm-hmm. mere mortals, even those who are mm-hmm. fairly holy, should, mm-hmm. you know, are still no match. They aren't any match, except that the Christ, the collective Christ consciousness is the match. Mm-hmm. But you can't take them on. That's why in her Fallen Angels book, she says, don't right. take them on right. directly, because yeah. they have far more attainment on the left-handed path than you have on the right. And that's why you need the teacher, the guru, the master. If the light in thee be darkness, darkness how great, great is that, is that darkness? darkness. Yeah. Yes. Good tips. Good tips. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, regarding Please. Maitre's Mystery School, I mean, how long did it take for this school to come into manifestation? Was it planned for a long time before the conditions were right? And, you know, and tell us more about that. Well, actually, probably eons. If you go back, <laughs> the original Mystery School of Lord Maitre was actually located on Lemuria, near where San Diego, California is today. Mm. And it was one of the first mystery schools on the planet. And Maitreya is referred to in Genesis as the Lord God, the first teacher of the hierarch. Mm. So... Fast forward, the property, which is the Royal Teton Ranch or the Inner Retreat, was purchased in 1981 in Montana. And then in 1984, three years later, Jesus announces through Elizabeth Clare Prophet that he's dedicating the heart of this property um, and the entire property of our ranch, the international headquarters, as Maitreya's Mystery School come again. And this was long awaited. So mm-hmm. you could say, okay, it didn't take long on the outer But it was prophesied a long, long time before. And all of the teachings and dictations and books and everything since the founding of our organization in 58 were literally with that end in mind. So we like to call it the physical focus of an ancient memory. Uh huh. Mm. Physical focus of an ancient memory. I like that too. And it's probably the only outer mystery school in the world today. Well, you know, and that kind of leads into this question a little bit. Um, If we use examples of Lemuria and Atlantis as a teachable moments, we must be aware that the attacks against the light of this school and its students are relentless. What defenses can we bring to bear to protect ourselves and the marvelous teachings of this mystery school um, for spiritual seekers? How do we keep ourselves um, Mm -hmm. protected? Well, in order to answer that question, you have to understand how and why they fell. And in Tennyson's version of Camelot, it was lost when the knights left off tending the flame. Ah. So the big key is to go back to tending that flame in the heart and on the altar of your heart and not to get distracted. And this that's is... what brought down, that caused the loss of Lemuria and Atlantis. So our defenses, the biggest things that we can do, just walk closer with God, with your I Am Presence. Listen to that still small voice we were talking about and make full use of your spiritual armor and your spiritual tools, your tube of light, your calls to Archangel Michael and the violet flame. Okay. So in other words, it's responsibility mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are responsible, yeah. exactly, for everything We're just retracing happens. a few little steps. So, what would you say are the most important prerequisites for anyone who's interested in becoming a student of the Ascended Masters? I think a willingness to learn, uh, having an open heart, 
a desire to be God taught, but the real key is just constancy, one foot in front of the other, just keep on keeping on. And that's really the quality of an earnest seeker. You know, you make a mistake, you just pick yourself up. A yeah. saint a saint is a sinner who just never gave up. Yeah. An earnest striver. Yeah, earnest <laughs> striver. You know, we should point out here that not only are the teachings of the Ascended Masters available in all formats, books, multimedia, ebooks, and the like, but we also offer Summit University courses online. Mm. That's right. Please feel free to check out Summit University's online site www.summituniversity.org and take a look around. I think you'll find a lot of really good courses. Yep. There's a number online already and more are planned. And it's all about the inner mysteries. Uh, totally what you would learn at a mystery school. That's exactly right. You know, I think it's safe to say that a mystery school is kind of like a university of the soul for lifelong learners. Right? <laughs> and as more and more people wake up to the necessity of attending such a school, do you foresee the possibility of a mystery school such as Maitreya's becoming mainstream? You know, in other words, do you think a mystery mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. must remain a mystery, or will it reach a point at which it can safely shed its protective cloak and embrace all comers? Well, mysteries only need to be mysteries if it's not safe out there for them to be revealed. But, you know, in the Bible, we read that, um, you know, everything, the mysteries will be shouted from the rooftops. And the Violet Flame is a great example of this. You know, early on, uh, past centuries, it was only known in the inner mysteries of the mystery school. Mm -hmm. And then with the coming of St. Germain and the dispensation of the Violet Flame going out, anybody, you know, you can pick it up. Anywhere, on the internet, anywhere. And that's a good example of an inner mystery that's now totally available. Definitely the worst kept secret, right? (laughs) The worst kept secret. So, I think eventually, and and in our books, some of our uh, Climb the Highest Mountain books have teachings on entities and forces of darkness that you would never have found Mm -hmm. even 30 years ago. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Do you think it's possible, this may be somewhat of a curveball, um, but it's possible to have numerous mystery schools operating in this planet at the same time? Uh, I think you could. The big question is, are they sponsored? Uh-huh. And Elizabeth Clare Prophet said this is the only one that's currently sponsored by the Ascended Masters. Eventually, you want to see the whole planet as one vast big mystery school, and that's called a golden age, and that's what we're aiming for. You know, in terms of golden ages, uh, we've talked about them many times, they also, like a mystery school, have a certain duration. Mm-hmm. You, you would expect, I mean, I think on the surface at least, to think of a, of a golden age as being infinite, eternal. It, once you're there, you know. That's but, why it's called an age. It's, it's, an, an, age. it's <laughs> an age, but eventually your whole planet is intended to ascend also. So yes. it's, all, it's all cycles and cycles and cycles, and then eventually there's a graduation. It's like us. You know, mm-hmm. we have so many embodiments, and then we're intended to graduate. So it's all moving in that direction. Well, and the graduation is not certain. As mm-hmm. we pointed out, mm-hmm. that we were there yes. during certain golden ages, and yet, we yeah. took a here, dive. We are. here we well, are, and that's why we're pretty determined now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. your, your soul has that memory. Oh gosh, error, mistake. Don't uh-huh. want to go there. I'm going to look for all the clues I can to make it home. I again. want to get a mulligan for that last one. <laughs> yeah, I want to make it this time, right? <laughs> well, it wasn't my fault. That's, that's right. <laughs> it was all our faults. <laughs> okay. So, well, I think that's about all we have time for this week. Right. Again, I want to thank you, uh, Dr. Duffy, for your wisdom and insight, and to all of you for tuning in. Please join us again next week when we will present a special encore presentation of our very popular program entitled Violet Flame. Mm -hmm. Until then, please remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are literally out Out of of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone.
Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. Thank you.